This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. We're back after a very long off-season hiatus. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is tonight. Uh, I am James Radio. I'm forgetting how to do our intro. It's been so long. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host, my good friend, very, very old man. We were talking about how old he is uh, actually just before we started the podcast. Were Rob, we? Rob Cass, how are you doing, man? How I don't, re- I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, I'm doing awesome because I remember that I love my dolphins. I was being old. I got to check my pulse to see if I'm alive, <laughs> and my pulse is good. I'm excited. Me too, and I promise our intros will. I mean, they won't. They'll never be great, but they'll be much better than that one. I, I promise. As the season goes along, we're you know it's. It's OTAs for us as well. Keep that I was in pretty good. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. You know, it's been, I, it's been a while. I was pretty good. So um, but speaking of been a while, uh, just a really quick recap of, of where we are You know, now since the last time we talked. Um, obviously, the Flores saga is coming to a close, and we'll touch a little bit more on the current situation surrounding that. 
But our new coach, Mike McDaniel, we're we're both in uh, in agreement. We both love McDaniel, or at least what we're seeing from him so far. Love, love the uh, love the personality. Um, you know, we were both Flores fans, um, but uh, I I think we both agreed that it was you know time to move on. And then the way he carried himself after being let go, uh, you know, really <laughs> kind of cemented that in my mind. So, um, but yes, uh, so McDaniel, uh, the 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 Tyreek Hill trade. Signing Armstead, signing Connor Williams, signing Raheem Mostert. Um, really, really love all the additions they made to put us in a place to succeed on offense, keeping all the pieces from the defense. Um, I'm really excited to see where this team goes. Um, I haven't always been the biggest Tua fan, but I think you know he has a, a really big opportunity to uh, you know to cement himself as the the franchise cornerstone. And looking forward to seeing if he can do it because you know say what you will about you know his talent or whatever. Uh, he seems like a great kid, and I think everybody wants to see him succeed. Especially me, because I've been the believer. That's funny. I'm pre pre draft. I you know I'm not. I don't follow college that much. I was I I was like that. He, I'm like I didn't know enough, and I was like red flags and everything about Tua. But you know, once he was here, I like what I see. Obviously, you you can't judge anything behind that offensive line, but I think just the precision. The, the precision with the accuracy, and I think with some time and these weapons, I think he's going to be a more athletic Drew Brees. That's, I mean, that's his ceiling, but I think it's, it's possible, and that's what I'm the optimist. I look at the bright side of things. I can't give myself an ulcer just assuming the worst, which would make sense because we're Dolphin fans, but I'm not. I'm, glass is all full, baby. And, that's great. And he's, <laughs> he's going to be I mean, in Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, uh, I I hope you're right. Um, I have seen nothing to suggest that he is a more athletic version of Drew Brees. But I will say he was not given any chance to succeed with that last regime. I mean, they were obviously had no idea what they were doing on the offensive side of the football. The offensive line was atrocious. They had three seasons and made absolutely no improvement. The scheme was constantly changing. It never looked like they knew what they wanted to do. I don't know how any quarterback could, could succeed in that system. Even a less athletic Drew Brees named Drew Brees would Did, not have been successful behind that offensive line with those offensive coaches. Not even just not successful. That situation is the situation that breaks and ruins a career. That's what what was Derek Carr's brother, Brandon Carr? That's that's where like a number one pick flames out in two years normally when they're when they have that bad of a line and that bad of coaching. It actually says a lot that Tua is still like, is he good? I don't know. The fact that he survived that, to me, is a, is actually a marked distinction. He had some success. I mean, I don't want to make it like, because there were certain games where he looked, yeah. I don't want to say really good, but he definitely looked good. Um, you know, the, the first, his first season, the Arizona Cardinal game comes to mind. Um, you know, he definitely played, uh, you know, well in parts of games last year. Um he was hurt a lot. Uh, last year was one of the weirdest football seasons I've ever seen. So um, moving on from that, which kind of leads me to the to the next point I was wanting to bring up, and the Dolphins have been in the news a lot this uh, week. Before you even get into it. Ask, oh. I was going to ask, would you uh, – and this is an obvious question, right? And this will lead us into the, the hot topic that you want to get to, right? I know how much you love Tua. Which one do you prefer? him or burrow if you had the choice going into that draft i know you said you don't really follow college football at all but which one would you have liked to have picked so i'll take Tua. <laughs> no, that, 
Are you saying you're saying Herbert? I'm saying at the moment. At the, no, no, I'm not even bringing up Herbert oh, because oh. at the like I'm just talking about like no, going yeah, right, into that draft because hindsight's right now, always 2020. Right now, and right, right now, obviously it's Burrow, but I'm talking about like at the time, like you would have oh. wanted Burrow back then, though. Probably, yeah, because of the injury, and but but I had question marks. Burrow was that one year starter, like it was all he had a lot right. of question marks. So I was not convinced that Burrow was the guy. And I can say the year before, you know, I. Me and just about everybody I remember hearing did not want Herbert. I didn't want Herbert, not even over Tua. I was like, ah, he's that big he guy. He looked like Tannehill to me. Like yeah. that's that's what he looked like to me. So we were wrong. <laughs> but yeah, shocking. I mean, I Bur- I said Burrow was the guy that I wanted from the beginning. Like even even as that yes, season was going on, and we were quote unquote tanking. I was really hoping that we were going to land Burrow because he was having such an amazing season at LSU. And that was the guy that I wanted going back to Flores' first season, which we're now being punished for or partly punished for. And as we all know, the Dolphins lost a, well, let's, so Brian Flores was fired and then he files a lawsuit immediately there afterwards, claiming discrimination against the Miami Dolphins, as well as a number of other teams he really obviously he was a, an employee of the Dolphins, so his um his case was really aimed at Stephen Ross and uh the unfair treatment that he perceived that he um you know was privy to during his his tenure being forced to tank in the first season um and then also um being you know let go because he was uh, or because he is African American. Um, you know, those, those are the allegations against Steven Ross. And I know you have a point of view on the tanking part. So I would like to give you the opportunity to voice that. So, yes. And I do want to say we were planning to come back this week and I was so annoyed that this stuff came up in the news. I don't want to talk about this. I just want to talk about the the darn football team. Um, but yes, the tanking. So I believe that there, the the Ross, they the basically to me, the tampering wasn't that bad. I mean, tampering happens all the time. They they slammed us for tanking. Well, not technically for tanking because they said we didn't tank because Flores didn't tank. But they said, but from the report, it said that Ross specifically on multiple occasions stated that draft position was more important than wins and losses. So basically they're not going to give the black eye to the league to say a team's, you know, a team's owner didn't want to win because with the, with the gambling, with the everything, with the antitrust, that's a can of worms. They could, they, they, you think trying to bring Daniel Snyder in and you know, that that would be awful. They don't want to try to kick an owner out or any of that. So they came down hard on the tampering side because they didn't want to give the ticket for tanking. Um, and was there well, tampering? And in the ruling, it lot. specifically said no evidence of tanking was found. Right, because right? Flores, because. They, they they specifically said that, that Ross wanted it, asked for it, mentioned it, but, you know, but he didn't mean it. That he, he was joking. There was no, there it, he wasn't exonerated, but they basically were like, ah, we're not going to charge you. But they, and they actually came out and, 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 and gave kudos to Flores for making the team play hard, even under those, that scenario. 
they actually gave like threw him a little bone probably because he's suing them now let's be clear here tanking and what the what is perceived and you hear this term all the time in the media rebuilding teams rebuild constantly the 2019 season for the Miami Dolphins was a complete rebuild. It happens all the time where yeah, teams are gutted yeah, of what little talent they that. have. They have a new coach put in. They're not. They're clearly not going out there fielding the best team that they can. And that's what the Dolphins were doing. Like, make no bones about it. You know who else was doing that that year? The Cincinnati Bengals. And they ended up fulfilling their mandate I'm not saying they were intentionally told to lose, but that's what they did, right? Because they wanted the first pick in the draft. They wanted a franchise quarterback. They knew there were going to be several of them, just like the Dolphins. The The thing that makes this a Dolphins type of situation is the miscommunication between the coach's office and the front office and the owner's office. If all of them are in, <laughs> if they're all synced up, like this is the plan, like, we're not trying to win games. We're not intentionally losing them, right? We're just we're just going to play young guys. We're going to try and develop guys. We're not going to have NFL ready guys playing every week, which is what the Bengals did, and they went one and fifteen. Flores midway through the season, I, you could see the guys were frustrated, and you know, kudos to the team. I, we said it that at the time, like this podcast at the time was very in favor of them playing hard and winning games, and it was fun watching it. It cost us Joe Burrow. It cost Flores his job eventually, not because he didn't tank, but because the team that they built never showed any semblance of developing an offense. They didn't, you know, even if Tua was the guy, he never had the opportunity just as like we touched upon. So that's in the end what ended up happening. The Dolphins could not get on the same page from a front office standpoint and a coaching standpoint. They won too many games. They weren't losing intentionally. They were in a rebuild mode. Like that's just what it's all semantic. So you can't prove that in a case, but either way, we lose a first round pick, the Dolphins, as a as a result of this ruling. And this is because of the egregious tampering they found by us talking to Tom Brady and Sean Payton while they were both still under contract with other teams. Um which Multiple also times for happens Brady. all of the time. <laughs> right. So, that, that's um, that's why I feel like that it's Ross getting caught out there by multiple people saying the saying the out the quiet part out loud the win that the draft position is more important than wins and losses that's why we got to hit so hard on the tampering and it was Brady right. twice it was Brady when he was in New England and Brady when he was when he was with the Bucks by the way the, did you see that I saw uh, I got sent a meme today it was basically um, Bill Belichick. Heard that the Dolphins were talking to Brady, and that's when he texted Flores, "Hey, congratulations on the Buffalo job." <laughs> uh, Put the whole just, thing in motion. <laughs> I mean, I've just—I mean, there's coaches get fired all the time, yes. right? These these situations that we've gone through happen all the time. And like, the, at is, the time, we were we were both floored. We did not. I was not for the the Flores. Uh, firing because I didn't want to restart and do that thing but now with the hindsight and with the excitement you know he had to go that the 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 way he treated the offensive side of the ball from coaching to the way he treated the players just that was that doesn't work and maybe that works in this in 1965 but that doesn't work now when you know when offense is king 
Right, but then like having and then like going into like full on crybaby mode and like accepting like no responsibility for his shortcomings, like that's just I mean, I've never seen that. NFL coaches are fired all the time. Like he'll never get another job. Like he will he never get another head that. coaching job. Oh, he like, might, I, who know? You don't know. I mean, you don't know. Somebody might let's see what he does with the with the steel you know the Steelers defense balls out I mean they're supposed to be terrible if they win a play get to the playoffs and win a playoff game with Trubisky or Mason Rudolph and it's all on the defense and I I do want to be like very clear also like because we we talked about this back when it happened like that I think that was the last podcast we had like you know I I agreed with the with the um the discrimination part of his suit not against the Dolphins because I don't think the Dolphins were discriminating against him I think the Giants clearly did. I think they only were. I think the Rooney Rule is a joke. I think they were. I think he's. I think that part of his his suit was 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 legit, and I, I I commend him for that part of it. But the and this isn't me just being a homer. I mean, we like we hired an African American coach and African American GM. We were the only team to have that. We're I think believe we're the only team to ever have that. You know, and it, it's you know Greer is still here. Like I don't believe he was treated any differently because he was African American, at least by Miami. I I, um, I agree, but there there is the there is the the feeling that if you're going to bring in a team, to, it's odd that when when teams are rebuilding, they're that's they're more likely to that's when they're more likely to hire an African American coach. When you don't, I'm going to point like again, I'm yeah. going to point to the Bengals. No, they hired Zach Taylor to do the exact same thing. I said with the, more who's likely. A white man, which is what the the Miami Dolphins hired Brian Flores. Right? I understand. Like they, both, they had the same exact marching orders, both of them. The same things happened to the Bengals that happened to the Dolphins in that offseason leading into the 2019 season. One team did it. One team did not. And you can see where they are now, right? Like, I mean, sure, like we were excited at the time. But look, wouldn't you? You would much rather be the Bengals right now than the Dolphins, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs, and I think we will. So I'll just put that out there right now. They did lose the Super Bowl. That, they lost um, the Super Bowl. The, yeah, they the, had the a ton of luck. Team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Burrow and Chase are incredible. Like the, the mix, you know, oh, they've Higgins got a, they've is great got a too. Good team. They're, all their they've their got a good team, but I don't. I think completely overachieved last year, and I don't. I, don't, I think. I think they're coming. I don't think they're. Yes, we missed the playoffs, and they went to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's the kind of separation between us right now. I mean, they, they've, their offensive line was terrible last yes. year. It was absolute garbage. And yeah. they've, I mean, the, we're not going to turn this into a Bengals podcast, but they they had an amazing, they, they, they did a good job in the offseason. You only want to talk about line. the Bengals. You're wearing that Joe Burrow jersey. You're just talking about how much you love Joe Burrow and how the Bengals did it right. I don't understand. Who, Trust I, me, I'm, after this podcast, everyone will see, because I'm going to post a picture of what I'm wearing. I am all decked out in Dolphins gear. I am not wearing any Bengals gear. I am excited. Yeah, for nice. You can Photoshop it all you want. <laughs> You're looking at me on Zoom right now. All in ba- in, in in orange and black. I'm. I okay. There's black <laughs> and orange that is involved in my in my outfit, but it's there's a lot of teal. There's way more teal because I'm wearing a jersey. The Tannehill jerseys was a jersey. weird choice. Jalen Waddle jersey and then a uh, a throwback Dolphins hat. So there's there's some black in there, but. Anyway, all right. Um, so, anything else that you want to talk about on the the raw situation? I, I 
did we cover exactly what we had to forfeit? We had to forfeit f- our first round, one of our first round picks next year. We have two first round picks in next year's draft. Ours in 2023. Draft, we lost a third round. And pick. a third in 2024. Um, the only thing. And Ross is suspended for whatever. not long enough because, yeah. I mean, oh no, you can't f- come down for, for two hours, a, you know, a Sunday, fly down for a football game and fly home. Honestly, the one thing is we shouldn't. In a weird way, this yeah, this sucks and it's a harsh penalty, but we knew this was a possibility and really a probability that we were going to get slammed for this. The fact that it's over and it's it's bad, but it's not terrible. I believe. I I don't. It's probably not a coincidence. We had they took away one of the first when we had two firsts, and I believe one of the thirds when we had two thirds. So, like. Was, no, we actually still have two thirds for next year. They took the third away from two years. Oh, so okay. Yeah. No, but anyway. we. I thought. I think. Isn't that? Is that for Parker? One of the. Yeah, that's. But that's okay. going into next that's year's next draft, year's, right? Okay. So we actually we still have a decent amount of draft picks in next year's draft. We have yeah, yeah, yeah. a first, a second, and two thirds. So we still have four picks in the top three rounds. Yeah. Not. It's not terrible. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were talking about, oh, you could use those for if two is not the answer, use Correct. those two. And I was funny, I was listening I don't remember what podcast, but it was like that probably those two probably weren't gonna be enough to get it done anyway. There are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks and they were you know, and like getting them all to either not give up more or get them off of those picks, you know. Well, here's the here's the thing. Like if the Dolphins are just terrible next year, right? And like and it ends up being a top five pick, that's gonna hurt, right? Like that's oh, yeah. where it hurts. Yes, yes. Well, it doesn't matter because apparently we'll have Tom Brady. <laughs> Free agent. Yeah, I don't you think there's going to be any more Tom Brady conversations after this one. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into training camp, which is uh, the actual stuff that we want to be talking about right now. So uh, please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we are back. Um, real quick, did want to just uh, correct the uh, the Rob Tomist over there on one of his uh, patented uh, Rob Tomisms, I'll call them. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, Derek Carr's brother is David Carr, not Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr was a cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys uh, and I believe maybe a few other teams. But, uh, yeah, David Carr. was. He might have a cousin, Brandon, though. You never know. You never know. All right. So, training camp. This is exciting. Um, I was actually – I was so for those 
listeners that are new to the podcast, I live in uh, San Francisco, California. Ooh. And no, it's great. Uh, I was, but we were, I was at a bar. Uh, my birthday was last week. Um, I was at a bar with my brothers who were, one of them lives here. Another one was visiting and we were watching uh, our sports center was on the TV and they showed the, the Tua to Tyree, Tua to Tyree Hill in practice. <laughs> Apparently it gets, it gets its own segment on sports center. So I was, I was very excited to, uh, to point that out at the bar and everybody, you know, it was an amazing throw. Um, you know, that got me hyped because uh, there hasn't been a lot to get hyped about in the past couple of years. So um, I know it's just practice, but I mean, it looked like an 11 on 11 drill. Um, you know, there was, there was, it was full set, nice throw, hit him in stride. You he love can, to see that. He can right? do it. If the, I mean, okay, that's the thing. The, what I think what drives most of the Tua, you know, the, the Tua defenders and why they're so loud is because the national media doesn't even want to play the if these things go right, he could succeed. They just want to go straight to he stinks and he can't throw. It's like so many things went wrong. I know it's still a possibility he's not Drew a more athletic Drew Brees. <laughs> but I believe there was no way to know that with that offensive line and that play calling, but really the offensive line with no time. Oh, he doesn't he can't throw deep. He never you need time to throw deep. The fans know this. It's just the fact that the way that the national media, you'll listen to these podcasts and they'll make these excuses and be like, hey, there's a chance Daniel Jones is good if all these things line up. But none of them want to say there's a chance too is good if all these things line up. It's ridiculous how how bent it is like how it just seems like there's a few guys that are in I've his corner. I've heard some positive takes. On there's a few like, like Rich Eisen. Yeah. There's a couple guys out there that are in his corner and it'd be like, and they're like, I don't know, watch out. But so many of the big names are so they just they don't even want to accept that it's as a possibility. And that drives me, and that's what that's what makes the two and people call the two of fans two anons. It makes them sound crazy because it's like you're not even taking in the possibility that it could happen. Well, you got to think. I mean, most people aren't watching as many Dolphins games as closely as we are watching. What, like, so I, like I have seen signs, and I've mentioned it many, many times in this podcast. And I am nowhere near the two a supporter that you are. I was ready to jettison him last year. Um, however, you wanted the guy who's going to miss. I've definitely a whole year. <laughs> seen signs that he can play quarterback, and there were there the deck was definitely stacked against him for the you know the two seasons that he's been in the NFL. So. I like the moves they made in the offseason. It seems like the way the offensive line is going to be set up, or at least the way they've been practicing, will be Taron Armstead, a left tackle, who is traditionally one of the best left tackles in the NFL when healthy. Injury history, yeah. Left guard will be Liam Eichenberg, who was a high, uh, a high draft pick last year. He played some left tackle and right tackle and was, I think, metrically maybe the worst rated offensive lineman in NFL history last year. Um, He's going to get a chance to play left guard. Um, I was excited about him when they drafted him. I think the reason he didn't succeed is because they had him moving all over the offensive line and they clearly did not know what they were doing last year when it came to schemes, blocking, play calling right the coaching they didn't have any they were not putting him in a position to succeed either so this coaching group this coaching staff they know offense they've had very very success or they've coached and um you know uh trained very very successful offensive lines around the nfl 
That, Eichenberg, that, they see him as a left guard. He's he's slated at left guard. Connor Williams was a, a free agent that they signed from Dallas. He was a very highly rated offensive guard. He has problems with penalties, but they're moving him to center. They'll be playing center. I'm a little concerned about that, but I guess it's you want to have your five best offensive linemen, and he's one of the five best. You'd rather have Eichenberg than Dieter starting, so you have Eichenberg at left guard. That moves Williams to center. Robert Hunt at right guard, who is – you, who was their best offensive lineman by far last year. And our best running um, back. <laughs> Never forget that Thursday night. Um, but, yeah, he's high, uh, you know, had the highest uh, PFT ratings, um, wasn't penalized very often. Um, he's the only one that's shown any semblance of belonging on an NFL line of all these high draft picks that they've had over the last three years. He's penciled in a right guard. I believe he's going to be a very solid right guard. He's been the only – stable position that we've had and then right tackle is austin jackson who had an okay rookie season at left tackle and when i say okay i'm I'm being pretty generous but then his second season which was last year was just an absolute disaster he was uh one of the worst rated left tackles in nfl history they didn't keep him there very long they moved him and they ended up moving him inside to left guard he was slightly better, but he has no business ever being on the interior. He's not that type of lineman. Like just looking at him, he's does not look like a guard at all. So he's like kind of an athlete, more of an athletic, uh, you know, slimmer uh, type of you know tackle that that gets out to the outside. Has he's supposed to have good feet? He, he hasn't in the past, but I feel like he'll be a much better right tackle than he was a left tackle. I've always felt like he was going to be a much better right tackle than left tackle. I also thought they were drafting him to play right tackle instead of left tackle because right tackle is to his blind side. <laughs> so we'll see. It's, it's a more natural position for him. There's better coaches. I feel like this offensive line alignment makes sense. They're getting consistency, and I think that's the line that we're going to see start the season if they all stay healthy, knock on wood. Yes. So speaking of you know putting on my Rob-colored glasses, being, being the always rosy Roptimist here, as bad – as Eichenberg and and Jackson were last year, just one making like putting Eichenberg between Armstead and and Williams. All of a sudden now, you're not you're not getting doubled, right? Like you're you've yes, got help. Very that, good. Yes, that's yes. going to make him better. Um, and you know the same with and but the coaching, like you mentioned this earlier before, but the coaching coaching is not just what plays to call it's teaching it's teaching these guys to get better and and that was Flores's biggest knock that I have on Flores is the the offensive the co-offensive coordinators the inexperienced oh, oh, never brought in a staff to help and just looking at the staff McDaniel has made from 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 bringing in bringing Madison and Sertan back to bring in Wes Welker those guys like obviously you know and then just having that the the minds on the offensive line being that he was always a run a run game coordinator started up before he was offensive coordinator I think these guys are going to be better we I think we talked about this off air it was impossible for Greer to just go out and pick only the worst offensive lineman in the history every time he made a pick. They they weren't as bad as they now look, were they home runs? No. Like Jackson Jackson was a reach at the time and he's never going to be in the pro bowl. But I never even heard of Robert Hunt. Right. Well, that's true and, that <laughs> and he's the best one of yeah. any of them. Yeah. So so I'm saying if all of a sudden if if these if if these if those three guys end up being good starters, 
like, and maybe one of them like Pro Bowl talk. How what what kind of job would you say Greer has done? You know, like <laughs> I'm like all of a sudden he's a he's a top ten GM, maybe top five GM with all the other moves, the trades, and all some of the other things he's done. Obviously, there's there's misses in there. Nobody bats a thousand, but no, he's he's had some really good hits late yeah. late round picks especially. Um, I, Howard was a second round pick, but that was that was him. You know, that's that's one that he's been given credit for. Um, you know, he really knocked that one out of the park. Um, you know, Robert Hunt, I mean, I feel like that that's a very solid draft pick. Um, Phillips there's other and guys Holland. That I'm, I'm forgetting that he's he's done really, really well on. Um, Jerome Baker, I think, was another one of his um, who's, who's proven to be, you know, a very good, good player. Um, and you know, honestly, another one. I'm like, not, there's, there's a lot of guys. Yeah. The, and the one Mulligan is like, no, is, is like the two. You could say, well, Tua, that's the most important pick and you blew it. It was COVID. Like you couldn't even see these guys. It was the it was the weird thing, and nobody. There was like one pundit that said Herbert over Tua. Like it's not like not saying you didn't. Blow I don't it, fault him but, for that. But you that, can't that fault I don't him. fault him for yeah, that one. I'm the glad. Austin Jackson pick maybe, um, but that was a need, right? Like they like that he was the, the the highest rated and best offensive tackle left. There had been a run on offensive tackles, yeah. and you know that's that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Pixie like other picks, and I forgot to mention these: Jalen Phillips and Javon uh, Javon Holland. Those those look like home runs, right? Like those are Absolutely. like he crushed that draft. And Waddle, Waddle was part of that draft too. So Waddle, Phillips, and Holland, those are uh, that's a. I mean, those those are three guys that could all be in the Pro Bowl. And getting and, you know, at least two of them will make a Pro yeah. Bowl guys right now. At least two of them will. And get getting back to coaching, I think the offensive side of the ball and the coaching was obviously a huge miss on 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 floors. But I also think he had a problem with certain types of players. Like, obviously he liked, he liked his guys and like, but I don't know if he like there were certain personalities, right? The uh, football team's got, got 60 different personalities. Some guys behave well to being, you know, reamed in front of the team. Some guys you got to take, you know, out to the side. It's half psychology, half kindergarten teacher, half football coach, you know, add, add all those halves up. But even someone like now, granted he was super young and he may suck, but, Igbenogany's having a great camp. That was another bust. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. No, we'll it see. was. A, I would like to see. Yeah, but I'm saying like that was a pick. It's it was a reach. It seemed weird, but all of a sudden now, and obviously he's in there because uh, Jones is 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 not playing, and you know we we expect him to be a depth piece. But he's looked really good in camp. And his camp, who the hell knows? But it's good to see. I don't remember him lighting up camp before, so. Do they um this is one guy that I um and I don't remember this and I probably should have looked it up. I don't know why I'm thinking about it just now. Eric Rowe, did they resign him or is he gone? I believe he's still there. Yeah, I was gonna say I could see Igbenogany being a good replacement for him. Maybe right. even a, like a, like an upgrade on him. Like that's because they have that that similar like length and Igbenogany Rowe used to be more athletic than he is now, obviously, but uh, you know, Igbenogany's very, you know, athletically gifted. Um he's fast, he can, you know, he can jump high so you know it might be one of those like hybrid safety slot corner type of roles for him that that he might fit in um you know we kind of used row in the in the past couple of years to cancel out tight ends i could see Ignogany going into a role like that um you know but if he's if they have him playing on the boundary um you, you know, know that'd be great what, if you're drafting somebody that high that's what you want him to do you know who's going to cancel some tight ends maybe not the kelsey's and the and the wallers 
Channing Tindall, man, he is fast. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> excited about that one, good. too. We'll, we'll see. And that brings me, yeah, this year's rookie class, we didn't have a lot of draft picks, which is why we didn't do a, you know, kind of a draft recap or leading up to the draft podcast like we normally do. Um, you know, we, we kind of, obviously, our, you know, our first pick and our second pick was Tyree Kill. So, and I'm very happy about that. Yes. Um, so, the rookie wide receivers are lighting up camp. From from everything that's coming out of it, so um, I'm not going to try and say his last name, but uh, I love his nickname. Easy E is uh, <laughs> is lighting is lighting it up, and he's getting first team reps. Like he's catching passes from Tua. So that was another really cool um, highlight I saw. I didn't see it on Sports Center. I actually just saw it in my Bleacher. Report you know, I, we know it. Preston Williams is complaining about not getting reps, but when when I read like probably like all of you guys when I'm reading Travis Wingfield's uh Twitter of, about training camp you know they definitely have they have Waddle catching from Bridgewater or the the third string they have two with throw into Isakamo or like you know Sanders like Braylon Sanders yeah he's an undrafted they're yeah, definitely undrafted moving group. guys around oh or how about how about the best name on the team you like Easy E River Craycroft? Come on, what is that? That's amazing. <laughs> That's uh that that reminds me of like remember the I, I mean Madden still does this, but the like the the fake player names oh, yeah. that they generate <laughs> like that that is totally Craycroft. Yeah, that is totally a Madden. That's that's yeah. not a real person. I don't believe that. No, that that's exists. amazing. That's made up. But uh, but yeah, it's really exciting to hear that. And you know, I haven't heard. I this is one thing I will say about the offseason that I was not excited about was the uh, the Cedric Wilson signing, um, uh, especially because like it? it did lead to uh, the exodus of one Devonte Parker, who, um, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you would know is uh, I've been a staunch Devonte Parker supporter. Um, really hate to see him go to the Patriots, and apparently he is there by far the best wide receiver they have in camp right now. So it makes you feel good to know that like their best receiver. Couldn't even make this team. Um, So, like, that kind of makes you feel good. But it also, like, I just, I don't, I never saw anything in Cedric Wilson. Like, I don't understand that. And he's not really doing anything in camp either. So that one might be kind of a bust. But uh, honestly, honestly, the Cedric Wilson signing was was when you didn't, you know, when you didn't have Tyreek Hill. That was to, 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 you know, now all of a sudden (laughs) you got Tyreek Hill and Waddle. That that kind of, you know, if they knew they were getting Hill, I don't think they're signing Cedric Wilson. That's for sure. For for me, like just the the thought of like Hill, Parker, and Waddle on the field at the same time with Gusecki, that's unguardable. Look, I know what I mean. I know. Like, I don't. I like, I love Parker. I love Apex Parker. You love all of Parker. He has never been able to do it for a full season. I the, you know what the Patriots are going to get three tantalizingly amazing games hopefully none of them against us where he's where he's skying over great corners and pulling everything in and then and that's it like that, that I'm I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine the with one thing the I will I'm say is when they go up it. against us he's going to have to go up against Howard and Howard used to dominate him in practice yes. so hopefully that carries forward into the games oh my um, God. I know it's too early I am so excited for week one because if, if you think I'm down yeah. on the Bengals wait till you think when he's here my <laughs> Patriots take <laughs> yeah we'll uh, we'll save that for next week I'm, I'm looking forward to that so actually we haven't really talked about this maybe we can talk about it on air um you want to start doing these uh these these weekly you want to pick up weeklies before as we lead into the season uh let's see i've got uh I got you heard some... it here folks rob rob is the reason we won't have a podcast next week you're hearing it you're hearing it here I'm, i've got thir- i've got i'm playing i got gigs every other thursday and this month that's why i was you're like too hesitant old to be playing thursday. gigs you need to stop playing gigs you know what you can i'm just old it but i'm still that? good 
<laughs> you got to no, give I'm the people what they want. So let's get into the nonsense talk. I've got some good nonsense to talk about. It's been a All while. All right, so no more. Okay. Uh, Do you have any more? Yeah, any more training camp stuff that you want to talk about? I mean, I've I'm just said excited. kind of my piece. I'm excited. I love I love everything. I love the orange jerseys, the playlists. I love I love everything that Mike McDaniel is doing now. Mike McDaniel and Tua will have more uh, more Super Bowls than Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow. Right. Staley and Herbert combined. Man, I love your your Homer optimism, Robtimism. I love it. <laughs> I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I, I don't share it, but I, I definitely hope you're right. Um, Wait, cool. So as before, I, I, as I alluded go, to, so, I, um, I'm sorry. One, one last thing. So this is one of those things that, that sticks like everybody, when they talk about like Tua, they talk, well, look at that, that important game, you know, where he, he, he crapped the bed against the Titans. Nobody wants to mention that Herbert threw like four interceptions and lost to the Jaguars, they would have been in the playoffs. Like, it happens to young quarterbacks. Why is why do they get a pass and we don't? That's just what drives me crazy. I just want I just want equal treatment. That's all. Just equal treatment. All right. Fair enough. Let's get to I'm, nonsense. I, and I'm with you. I agree on that. That's, that's, or that's I guess a good we could, Unless you want to football for a couple minutes and take a break and then nonsense. You got three more minutes uh, of football? No, no. I want to get into the nonsense. Ah, unless uh, you have more football? I don't care. I oh. love football. I'm excited. I just don't think there's... We don't have a lot of it yet. We we're don't not, have. You know, oh, well, into you know what? We haven't talked about any of the running backs. So we got the. We got the. We I mentioned the Mostert signing, but you didn't, and you didn't mention uh, Chase, who's Chase probably going to be the starter, and uh, and Sony Michelle, who kind of sucks, but sometimes doesn't. No, I like Sony Michelle. <laughs> I, I like all three of those guys. Yeah. I don't. I feel like Gaskin doesn't have a place on this team anymore. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how Gaskin fits into this team at all because they also they there was an, another there was a draft pick as well um most likely going to be a practice yeah, guy. Got like but a they also they brought back ahmed silver ahmed is, is still there still he's still there yeah he's in the room Dope, he's, in, he's, a, is still he's there. familiar with the system because he came from the 49ers so we um, still have dokes and and we've got the and we've got do we have two fullback do we have alec ingold and, and a young guy no I think oh just yeah i do i like the idea that we're going to be using uh fullback oh, yeah. as well so um, yeah, I'm excited to see the running game. I think it's I think it's going to be if Mostert's healthy, he's I I I don't think Edmonds is the starter. I think if Mostert's healthy, it's it's Mostert. Um, he's I think he's by far the best running back. I mean, he's in the faster, room. but I I think I think Edmonds I think Edmonds is sneaky good in, in this system. You'll I mean watching I as I mentioned I live in San Francisco, so I've watched a lot of 49ers games. They they rotate their backs like yeah, I mean yeah. like they're both going to get a lot of touches, but I mean seeing I saw Mostert up close here he's he's legit he's how, a very very how, good how running close? back did, did he used to run through your backyard uh yeah he still does i think he still lives out here so um <laughs> you, you don't you don't really see him he's that fast you Ooh. just kind of like hear him yeah how about uh, a gesicki blocking we didn't talk about your boy gesicki do you know doing the blocking drills how, what do you Look, think i know you're saying you're too busy to do these podcasts but it's a long season rob like we have many i many just want to get i just want to get through the one more minute before so we could take a break i'm just basically i'm just watching the clock but but a whole section of nonsense seems superfluous to me well you we were only going to talk for seven minutes for, for three minutes on nonsense I don't know. I, I have a decent amount of nonsense. I just you sure know, you, you know. I don't, you I don't know if people nonsense. are going to come back to listen to us talk about nonsense. All right. So, uh, all right. We'll do what you. Well, want we're there to now. Take so us to we the might break. as well. Um, as I mentioned, you know, this is still training camp for us. So, so forgive our rust. We'll get to, we'll get our timing and pacing down a little bit better. I promise. Um, 
We are going to take one more break. And then when we come back, we will get into all the nonsense that I want to discuss. Unless there's any more football that you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Gusecki and blocking? Nope. I just want to mention to the folks uh, that we have a, an email. We have a Twitter. We have oh, an we Instagram. We should do that before the nonsense, yeah. Um, we've got all of that. And for the newer listeners who you know kind of getting excited about the season come in uh during the season james and i we have some you know we'll do we'll do picks we also have a very amazing uh fantasy camp we we run fantasy teams of only miami dolphin players we go head to head this year could actually be good this year's gonna be be fun this year's gonna we started it what like the first oh, the 19 the, the 19 season where they had like no players that would zero. ever be on any fantasy football yeah, team it was it was it was hard hard to pick um yeah. so so we've got some cool ideas and uh so what is, is it blowhole radio at gmail.com close our that our blowhole. email is the blowhole the blowhole radio all one word at gmail.com any capitals no all lowercase okay thank you um also yes our twitter handle is Sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. The Blowhole, or at T Blowhole for Twitter. So you can add us. Um, you can follow us. We're on Instagram as well. It's uh, The Blowhole Podcast on Twitter. Um, that, yeah, so give us a follow. There's, you know, it's not very insightful, but, you know, there's a lot of really dumb memes that we post that are, you know, they, they make people laugh. We get, a, you know, we get a handful of likes and, and LOLs and you know, the, the little laughing emojis. Like, we, we get those. They're oh pretty funny. Well, I'm supposed to be the old grandpa. You you sound worse than me. I know, I know. And I actually work in tech. That's why I'm out in San Francisco. All right. So we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, I promise you it's going to be a riveting nonsense session. Please come back and listen to us. And we are back. So, um... I'm assuming, or at least hopefully, you know, most of you guys are, are people that are familiar with the podcast. But for the new listeners, we normally finish every podcast off with a uh, you know a nonsense section where we uh, talk about movies, books, video games, pop culture types of things. But I wanted to dedicate this one, as I had mentioned, I just had a birthday, um, and I got some really awesome birthday presents. What are you so I kind twelve? Of <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm actually I'm 43. I'm 43 years old. Um, but uh, my fiance got me a uh, Traeger electric smoker, the Ironwood 650, oh. the one of those pellet smokers. <laughs> it is amazing. So uh, we did some ribs on uh, my birthday weekend, some ribs and a, a tri-tip. Oh, congratulations! Which is, uh, I have this is our first face to face since you got engaged. Congratulations, young man! Thank you very much. That's that's that is one thing that happened in the off season. Yeah, that one is of the, fantastic. One of the good things. It looks yeah. like you, the man won't can't learn a lesson, <laughs> but that's good. <laughs> keep going, man. Correct. Don't, yeah. Don't let for- we don't quit, Rob. We no, don't quit. Don't we quit. keep going. Um. Yep. So the yep Traeger, and then uh, I got a PS Five. Oh, you hadn't had one? No, it took me forever. Oh, it took wow. me forever to get one. But uh, yeah, got a PS5, nice. uh, which is awesome. So yeah, got a PS5 and a Traeger. They're just that amazing. Nice. Amazing birthday for me. Yeah. I uh, I actually got, I I was, I mean, it took, it was like a year, uh, you know, but but I did the thing where I just went to the Sony's, you know, put went in through onto Sony's wait list and they like would email you and say like okay tomorrow at noon oh yeah no I tried that's it. how I eventually got mine but oh, I, okay. but yeah but it yeah I there were several times where I waited in that queue uh the last time I you know I had it in my cart 
and went to check out and then they ran out as I checked out. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened a few times actually. So, uh, but this last time, uh, it, it worked. I got it. It's all set up. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I got. Um, I think it, the one I got came with event something. I don't know. I think it's. I can't remember exactly. Oh, it's, the it's a cool uh, game. the one with the the girl that that shoots arrows at dinosaurs. Yeah, that's a fun, that's robot fun. robot dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you play the first one? You don't have to, but I had played the first one, so I no. Those I'm games. I'm They're realizing good. that it's that it is a sequel, but yeah. it's yeah, it's, it it's doesn't really matter. Cool. Some of yeah. the stories, some of the people, like a lot of the people that she runs into were people from the first one, but it it don't matter. It's yeah, a video game. And I did notice. Um, you, I mean, you can play your you know your your PS4 games on the PS5. So I was playing. You know, I'm still playing my last year's Madden. Um, oh, yeah. the the graphics are noticeably better on the i mean you know even though it's, it's technically the ps4 version on on a ps5 it it's not the graphics better. again it's the loading the my ps4 because i didn't even have a pro it would just there was certain thing one of the uh one of the, the assassin creed uh viking game they had like this side thing where you could go and and like do these river raids it would take, if I swear, I mean, it was probably like four minutes, but that, that feels like forever. I mean, it felt like 20 minutes. I couldn't even do them. Like, things load so fast. It's just the loading time that gets me. I'm like, I don't even care about the graphics. I don't have to sit and stare at this thing and listen to this jet turbine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I moved, uh, I moved the PS4 downstairs into the, uh, the auxiliary living room that we have down there, so... Um, yeah, so it's 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 not completely retired. It, it lives down there now. It'll probably just be a Blu-ray player and stream streaming box. There you go. Although I guess the kids could play games on it. They don't play a lot of PS games. They're more uh, Nintendo Switch fans. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we were we started talking about Ragnarok a little bit, and or not Ragnarok, Love and Thunder, and how it wasn't as good as Ragnarok. Um, Thor, yeah, it wasn't Thor. garbage, like people said. Like as far as it's still in the upper echelon, but it was so disappointing because Ragnarok was so good. I was yeah. just like, I'm like, what, what have you done? The 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 couple, you know, mild spoiler alerts, but probably not even a lot of spoiler alerts. But I think you could watch it on Disney now, so you know, go watch it. But the the fact that they went back to like dumb dumb arrogant Thor for the first half of the movie, where I'm like, we literally watch this guy through like six movies turn into a different person. Why are you turning him into Thor one? Like for the first half of this movie, the the shoehorning in the Guardians just for the first three minutes and nothing else. Yeah, and I didn't like, care for I'm that. Like, like I was excited to see them partnering up and like. And have then adventures I'm, and, and stuff. then it's like yeah. you guys aren't even in the same room like this is so this is like <laughs> like chris pratt's at home basically like using his zoom green screen like and like in his cosplaying as uh as star lord it was it was yeah. terrible it was so unnecessary so there yep. was little things like that and then like it was like it was more for the joke than for anything else and that and I'm like, no, the jokes were better when they were unexpected, not when they were like the only thing. Not when everybody's before. making jokes all the time, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was too over the top. You know, it was. It was. You know, whereas you know, Ragnarok had like the right amount of like restraints on that kind of stuff. I felt like. Um, and then they, and then they were like, I love a callback, but it almost feel like they were like almost too many call, but you know, like they had to bring back the Matt Damon and the, yeah, they didn't, that was unnecessary. That, that right. wasn't as funny. Like it's right. not as funny the second time. Yeah. Um, and then I, I will say like the, the effects were great. Like I thought it looked oh, yeah. awesome. 
Like I thought it looked really oh. cool, especially like the stuff like Gore. I thought looked amazing. Like it was, you know, I, I forgot was, my biggest complaint. The, the goats. No, I actually. I, I liked actually the goats. Liked the goats. I, thought, I laughed every time. No, <laughs> like, motorcycle I, like, Muppets in in the first battle. Like that. I mean, what was I watching? Boba oh. Fett. Don't give me motorcycle Muppets. That's so stupid. It just reminded yeah. me of those stupid scooters in Boba Fett, and I'm like. Oh. Yeah, it's, Boba Fett was pretty disappointing as well. Um, the last couple episodes, when it basically turned into the Mandalorian, if was, it was good. If it didn't have Mando or or Grogu in it, it was garbage, hot garbage all the way through. Yeah, it was disappointing. Obi Wan was good though. Did you watch that? I actually haven't. I need to get to that. Wow, really? Yeah, Obi Wan was really good. Obi Wan was was great. Um, I, I especially the, again the last like two, maybe last three episodes of Obi Wan were. I mean, he's one. Of, I mean, he's my favorite character in Star Wars. So, um, yeah, that was it. Was just it was really good. Oh God, my um, McGregor's great. Yeah, the yeah, just Hayden Christensen was. I, I know people hate on him, but it's know. not his fault. I mean, it is his fault, but it wasn't only his fault. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the voice was James. The the spoiler alert: Vader obviously is in the Kenobi series, and you know, obviously the the voice acting is is James Earl Jones, but it is Christensen in the suit. Um, and again, spoiler alert, he does make, there's a scene where it's Christensen doing the talking because his helmet has been damaged. Um, but it's really, really cool scene. Like one of the things, you know, the prequels say what you will about them. They're terrible. I loved. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to get into you that. You said I could say the, what I will. That was your the, idea. The end of the prequels, like the very, like the, like the last, the Obi-Wan Anakin battle at the end of episode three, I thought was phenomenal. That's some of the best some of the best dialogue and some of the best action I think in the in the in the Star Wars movies. So they if you like best, that, they, best they definitely... dialogue in the Star Wars series is not saying much. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I'm bur- I'm getting I have, That's I fair. The dialogue's more, not really why you watch Star I Wars. But I mean it's, it's moving. Wars. It's powerful. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you know it's that like my like Star that was Wars more moving fatigue. and powerful than any other time they try to be moving and powerful in the series, I feel yeah, like. My Star Wars fatigue is probably equal to your Marvel fatigue at this point. It's just like, I still want it, I still like it, but I'm just like, you could slow it down. It's just this phase of, of the MCU that we're in is is bizarre. Like there, like some of the movies, like Shang-Chi, I thought was great. I thought Eternals was actually really good and it got crapped all over. Uh, did yeah. you ever end up watching Eternals? I did. It was fine. But I, like, I don't know why people... I actually really liked it. Um, uh, the... Spider-Man uh, uh, No Way Home I thought was that was great. I mean that's like top I maybe top 3 yeah. of any of the Marvel movies. But that that's I've the seen. problem. You're wrapping up, you know, like now you're starting opening up new things and when uh, coming behind these epic, you know, third third run of a, you know, third run of a of a series, it's kind of tough. But um the Eternal somebody I forgot what I saw. I don't remember if it was a Twitter thing or something, but somebody was like you know, in in uh, in in Marvel, like they always reference the blip and everything, and they're like, "How come nobody's ever mentioned this this giant dude sticking out of the earth, like from the end of the Eternals?" Basically, <laughs> this well, that just that just happened, right? Like that. So we're only know, at that point. They're... I guess that yeah. But I mean, maybe it'll get referenced. In, it did not. You're right. It didn't get referenced in in Spider Man or in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. So speaking of Doctor Strange. Did you see the better version of Doctor Strange? There's a different version. It's not everything everywhere all at once. 
Oh no! So uh, I actually oh God, had tickets so to see it one night, so um, and then was wasn't able to make it. Yeah, that's you rent it. It's it's great. Yeah, I want to see the Northman as well. I've not seen that either. I watched that recently. I liked it. It was good. I I, I the way it was hyped. I I think I was expecting it to be more to be better or better. Yeah, but I think I was expecting more of like a like the show Vikings, like with like a big big cast and the whole thing, as opposed to it was more had more of the mystical things to it and like well, it's uh, a small it's a small story from what I understand. Small, yeah, right? yeah. It's just a, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I think I was expecting a big epic thing or whatever. It was good. I liked it. Cool. Yeah, I'll be watching that soon. Where did you rent it or did you watch it on something? I like I stream rented it. I did the okay. The, cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. Well, that's a pretty solid nonsense section. Um, I think what we, we can. I think shadows? we can call it. You watch what we do in the shadows. I do. That show is amazing. I have not started the new one yet. I kind of want them all to be done so I can just watch them all in a row because I like doing that. Fair. It's so good. What are they up to? Have they finished yet? Or are they? Uh, no, we just, we're, we're, we're caught up and watching weekly now, which is not okay. as fun. Um, yeah, exactly. I hate that. So I'm just waiting for it. Um, one of the things I'm, uh, I am streaming that I was really late to the, the party on is uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, I actually, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, I just did a second run through. It is so It's good. great. Yeah. It we're on so the very good. last, the, or the last episode of season two. So we're about okay. to finish it. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah, that's been awesome. I, I, I was, exp- I mean, for some reason, I just thought it was just going to be stupid funny, and it's like so you know, heartwarming, and yeah, it's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it's great to be back. I'm excited. Go Dolphins. Training camp. Let's go. Nobody get hurt. Nobody let's get hurt. Go Dolphins!